You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of the Step Over Podcast. Uh, I am Jim Adair. With me as always is Max Rappaport. Max, how you doing? Doing pretty well, Jim. Keeping uh, we cool. Start this pod- yeah, we start this podcast. I was just going to bring that up. Uh, me being furious at Max because we were talking before we started recording uh, about how it's roughly 100 degrees here in Philadelphia. And what is it in uh, Seattle there, Max? Uh, I believe it's like probably a, a nice 60 degrees this morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't 60, want to curse wow. this early in the podcast, so if you have the kids around, plug their ears. But fuck you, man. That's the, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I'm so mad. I uh, I went to the dentist this morning, did a lot of walking around, and I, I I had I think six or seven separate sweats that I was working on. Uh, yeah, it's no fun. It's going to get a little bit hotter. Uh, might thunderstorm a little later. Um, and that's your step over the report. Uh, we are here. Uh, just on the the early fringe of free agency, technically does not start until um, about uh, Sundays, fifty hours from yeah. now. Yeah, Sunday at six p.m. Uh, 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 there's obviously no tampering going on in the league whatsoever. No one's talking to anybody. It's all gonna um, just miraculously happen in the first three minutes of free agency. People will sign. And it's like, oh wow, that was a quick three minute phone call. Um, but we are here to talk about. Uh, the, the prospects of the Sixers running it back or not running it back, what that would mean for them, what that would mean for the free agents who they would or would not bring back, um, where some other notable people around the league, where we think they'll land, uh, and then take a bunch of questions. So why don't we start, Max, with uh, talking a bit about uh, directly what the Sixers are, are seemingly most likely trying to do, which is bring back at least the core starting lineup, including J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler. Now, what they offer those three guys respective to each other is is up in the air a bit, but it does seem that is the the attempt. Uh, uh, where are you on that, Max? What do you think is the the pros and cons of doing such, such a thing? I think at this point, um, even if you don't think that Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler are... Probably in Tobias Harris's case, worth the fi- the the full money, the one ninety, and for Jimmy Butler, maybe you're worried about what years four and five look like, which I definitely am. Um, I think just the 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 way the cap works out, the way the the CBA is structured, it just doesn't make sense to do anything except run it back. Um, you really hamstring yourself. I mean, even in a situation like I'm, I'm looking now, we we I ran the numbers before the podcast. So, imagining both were to leave. Uh, and you renounce everybody, including J.J. Redick, including Mike Scott. Um, you have, at that point, $59 million to work with in free agency. Uh, you, at that point, won't have the mid-level exception that you would have if you are over the cap. So basically, you'd be filling those 
all those losses you'd have to fill with two under max contracts. So maybe that's Al Horford. Maybe it's splitting money up uh, among like two or three other guys. I just don't think there's a way that you get, and that's in the scenario where they lose both. Um, in the scenario where you keep one or the other, uh, you basically have to renounce everybody else. So you'd renounce JJ and Mike Scott just to get to a point where you can offer in the 2025 um in the, in the case of keeping uh, Tobias but not Jimmy, you'd have about $19 million to work with. Uh, if you keep Tobias and let Jimmy walk and renounce everybody else, you have $29 million to work with. Um, it's just not, you're not going to be able to fill out your roster uh, letting everyone leave and keeping one guy uh, with that kind of money, with either $20 million or, or $29 million. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, to lose J.J. Redick, to lose Mike Scott, to lose even like Boban and, and whoever else, uh, not to mention wh- whichever of those two guys, the main guys, leaves uh, just to free up that money. Like it, You're just going to be in a situation where you're either going to have no depth or you're going to lose a star and replace them with, lose a star and lose depth and replace it with like a little bit better depth than you had before mm-hmm. losing the player. It just There's no scenario I've found, uh, and I've yet to see anyone make a good case for uh, any scenario, non-run it back that that will make the team better, not only next year but in the next like two or three years, than than just bringing right. everyone back. Now, yeah, I I, I talked a bit, I ranted a bit last time about the idea of it being a win now team, which is true. But win now doesn't mean next year, next year only. It means the next five years if you get the guys on five year max contracts, or if you're being more realistic, probably the next three, right? Next three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, something people don't understand, and just in case no one, just in case people don't like, you know, are, are just like clueless about the cap at all. Um, for example, my dad, my dad who called me midday yesterday at work and didn't leave a voicemail, so I called him back, kind of panicking, and he was asking me about the cap implications. Um, so since the Sixers own bird rights on JJ Redick, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, that means they can go over the cap uh, to sign those guys to those deals. So. What that is basically saying in in the realm of letting people go, that explains why, as Max just said, um, if you let Jimmy Butler go, you don't have the 30-plus million you would have given him in the first year of the Max deal to give to anybody else because you had that in your bird rights that would put you over the cap. So that's why the the money isn't one-to-one equal, just in case anyone was confused there. But I I do want to ask you about um, what you kind of mentioned about Say you let all of them walk, right? Including JJ, renounce everybody, and you have that fifty-nine million or whatever in cap to work with. You mentioned Al Horford in there. Let's just disregard that completely. Let's just say you just have fifty-nine blank slate. Um, you could very easily argue that it's taking a step back, but do you think there's any kind of value in taking a step back in order to take a step forward? Which I think is kind of not. So it wouldn't necessarily be a reboot or a reset or. Uh, whatever it's just like a reconfiguration of not only the team but the timeline so uh, what are your thoughts on that so I think the problem with that again is it's just it's just the nature of the CBA like Ben Simmons next year is making eight million dollars uh, this summer you can sign him to an extension he's going to the last year of his rookie deal you would imagine uh, assuming they're bringing him back which I think they will I think he's just gonna sign an extension this summer um, he's going to be making uh, look at the number but uh, somewhere in the range of thirty, what like thirty-four million dollars. Um, I'm pulling it up now. So his, his contract would start at twenty-nine million uh, in year one, and in year five, if he signed him to a five-year extension, thirty-eight million. 
uh, that eats mm-hmm. up basically all your cap. Like, there's not really a scenario where, like, okay, just, like, bring some one-year guys in or let all those guys walk and you bring back Mike Scott and you, you know, sign Julius Randle to a one-year deal and just, like, see what happens or boogie or whatever. There's not really a scenario where you, like, enter free agency next year able to do anything uh, because Ben Simmons' number is going to go up. You're basically, this is your last chance uh, to lock yourself in as a taxpayer and as a high taxpayer and like basically what the what the warriors uh did and lock yourself into having a really high salary um total salary and if you don't do that there's not really a way to circumvent the cap and and get there like the bird rights the the way bird rights work it really allows you to to go way over the cap to re-sign your own guys so they're gonna if they bring it if they run it back and then and then extend ben simmons you really maximize the level of talent, level of salary, which is basically the level of talent you're able to have on your team. And there's not really a scenario where where you let guys walk. And uh, the only scenario is if you're trading Ben Simmons, really, that you would be able to like totally just like start over around Embiid, around whatever other young players and bring in talent. And, you know, there's not that that's really the only scenario is if Ben Simmons is leaving, too. And I don't really see a, a world in which you don't run it back and also ben simmons is traded for whatever assets you would trade ben simmons for it just doesn't really make sense to me yeah in a weird way again how kind of the cba works is that you actually it's you're not you don't have the flexibility as a team when you're over the cap but there's like a lot of trickery you can do where the general like you think like oh they're over the cap they don't have any money to spend that's not true because of exceptions and kind of little you know finagling deals you can do and you can give you know, two-year deals that, like, the second year is not guaranteed and all that kind of stuff. There's all these kind of little moves you can make. So it's not like if they run it back and they get their, their starting five and then they have, you know, uh, uh, Thibel and Smith and uh, Bolden and Shake. It's not like, oh, well, then everybody else has to take the, the vet men uh, in order to make the team. That's not necessarily true. Um, there's that, But that's when you're, you're smart cba and you're smart GMing. Um, um, comes in. Uh, so while we're talking about this, uh, it, it would be irresponsible of us, as I do honestly believe it is being irresponsible of Daryl Gashdang Mori, uh, to just throw things out in the media. Um, let's talk about the, the, the supposed pitched, rumored sign and trade uh, possibility. Uh, no real deal has been laid out yet because obviously the teams, none of the teams are talking to each other. No, no players are talking to the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor it was started as such, which is that Houston was uh, interested in a sign and trade for Jimmy Butler, in which they would send Philadelphia two of the three um, of Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker. I believe that was the that was the the deal uh, in order to be able to get. Uh, Bird Wright Butler on their roster and be able to fit him into their structure, because otherwise they can't they can't pay him in free agency. It's it's impossible to do for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that evolved into uh, they need a third team because the idea would be that instead of two of those three players, it would be one of those three players or two, and then the the pick that whatever the best first round pick they can get for the third of those players. Um. I think that if if either of those things is going to happen, I think that's the more appealing deal. So before we get to, well, yeah, before we get to the individual deals, how do you feel about the side and trade possibility? And 
if you were forced by, if you were forced, your hand was forced to do it, or do it, would you just let him walk, or what's the deal that you would take? Yeah, so I don't love the idea of, of a sign and trade. Like, I'd, I'd much rather just bring Jimmy Butler back. In a world where uh, he's threatening to leave, the thing is, I don't really see it happening primarily because the Rockets just have no, uh, really don't have any leverage. Like, there, there's not a way yeah, for them to free don't. up the, the space to just sign him outright. So that's not really a threat. Uh, he could yep. say, I'm going to go to the Clippers if you don't sign and trade me to the, the Rockets. But that's, like, really convoluted. I just don't really see why why or how that scenario happens with Jimmy Butler. That he, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he's disgruntled and wants out. It's just, like, you imagine maybe he wants to go to the Rockets. But to imagine him threatening to sign with a third team uh, in order to do that, that would really be the only way you'd, you'd force that force his hand in that way. Also, he'd make less mm-hmm. money. Uh, you assume he's going to make the five one ninety with the Sixers. He can only do four, yep. or whatever one fifty, to go somewhere else. Um, that said, if in a world where we assume this happens, yeah, I think the sign and trade is the one way that you're able to recoup some of that flexibility. Um, I'd much rather, if it was going to be a sign and trade, do it with Tobias Harris, uh, partially because I just think he's the more likely of the two to leave, and we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, I I think. The, the pieces that, that you'd be getting back in this um, this Jimmy Butler trade that, that's been rumored, right? Like the pick, and then Capella would go somewhere else, and you know, you'd get that pick, and then you'd get Eric Gordon and Peter Tucker, who are both expiring. Like, I only like that deal if you're able to, to turn around and turn Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker into another player on a long term deal. Um, yeah, because if, yep. you, if you, I don't think those guys are, are fits long term. Like, I don't really want to use bird rights to re sign them next summer. Um, right. And if you let them walk after this year, you're in the exact same situation where you've just lost out on basically 35-ish million of salary that you're able to have on your roster by if yeah. you would just extend it, Butler. What is your 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 realistic but dream pick to be included in that deal? Um, maybe you'd be like an unprotected first from the Knicks or something like if the Knicks wanted to take Capella I don't really see how that happens though like yeah I don't see I don't see anybody giving an unprotected first for Capella yeah unless it's like a 2024 where it's just like so far out of mind that they don't give a shit yeah to me to me that I mean maybe I do it for like a 2021 or 22 or something 22 if I'm thinking that's when the the high school class change is going to happen uh, 21, depending on what the team is. I just, it just really is unappealing to me. Um, I'd so yeah. much rather, if you're going to do this, I'd so much rather get uh, my brother. I'm forgetting the exact trade he laid out, but he texted me one that had Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie in it. Um, mm. I think as the Nets being that third team. And that to me yeah. felt better. It's like, okay, you're getting a player who's on a good deal, who's going to be here right. for a little while, um, who fits. Like I just don't want to be in a situation where you're like, you're losing Jimmy Butler and you're you're replacing him with a bunch of like, bullshit one year like Eric Gordon and and yeah. Tucker who just Red like don't really do anything for me and then a pick that like, if that's the sixteenth pick in a couple of years like okay that that really was not, you know it's right. like you got that you got that kind of pick for trading Thaddeus Young a few years ago like that just doesn't do it for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's again. It seems to be at this point that all the talk about it is coming from Houston. 
And then there was, I think I saw it mentioned that, like, oh, may, perhaps Boston could be used as a third team because Danny Age just can't keep his mouth shut when it comes to talking to anybody. Uh, you know, just another another deal for him to almost be involved in. Uh, but I, yeah, I just don't see it's it's just too much. It's like a blitz into the media by Maury and the Rockets, um, which, to be honest, seems kind kind of like a desperation move um, to show that. Not only are they committed to the two guys they have now, but they believe that they uh, can add another uh, personality to that and, and talent to that and be a championship team rather than what it, what the talk was a week and a half ago, which is like you got to split these guys up and it's kind of a mess there. And, you know, you're not currently able to extend D'Antoni because the talks broke down and it was kind of chaotic. Um, so to me, this is almost like a, a posturing... Uh, get some positive uh, or at least aggressive sounding Rockets news in, in the Rockets talk in the, in the news uh, in order to make it seem like your team is in better uh, kind of emotional construction than it currently is. Uh, so I don't really buy into it personally. I'll probably sound incredibly stupid in about 48 hours. Um, but yeah, and, and if it does come to fruition and that is the case, I think what you said with your brothers, right? Like if you're going to be getting a pick and two of those three guys, I want to be able to move either those two or one of those guys for a different guy. Because, uh, like, yeah, those guys just don't do it for me. They, you're, then I think with those guys in, they don't do enough to move the needle where it's like you're just kind of treading water for a year. Because um, say, like, you do that, and then you, even if you keep Tobias, you let, you let JJ go, then, like, I don't know. It's just like it seems like you're just like kind of plateauing for a year in order to get them off the books and then have more cash space again and stuff. Uh-huh. And I just don't. And that, at that point, that's when you're gonna. That's like you said before. That's when you're gonna start really paying Ben Simmons, um, unless you want to just completely retool. Then, which has not been the sign at all from this from this front office and from this this team. Uh, there's never been anything since Elton Brand uh, kind of became the leader of the brain trust. That said, like, yeah, we like the, the guy, the core we really got here, and like, we'll see what happens in two, three years. They were like, no, we're doing this now. Um, so that doesn't really, you know. I, and in fact, I think if that's their attitude about it, th- I think they might just let them walk and say, well, we'd rather just have the money to do what we want to do with it rather than take these guys on for mm-hmm. a year. Even if, even if it's, even if you can do less with that money than taking these guys on, and then, like, the, we'd rather just have full control of our roster right now. Uh, so if you want to threaten to walk, you can walk. I also uh, that that to me seems more likely, just from the from the way this team has kind of postured itself no, over the last totally six to seven to eight months. I think I think too, like you you kind of touched on this, but I think just for the Rockets, like it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like if I'm Daryl Morey, I don't even really want this this scenario where they where they right. move all these things and get Jimmy Butler. It's like. I'm just look. I just ran the numbers. It's like next year you're going to have Jimmy Butler. If, if imagining they they make this move, if you renounce everybody else, so these are the only three mm-hmm. guys in your roster, uh, because that's basically what's going to happen. Like the the rest of their roster is expiring or or inconsequential. Um, they're going to be paying Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, and, and James Harden a combined like 120 million dollars. Which is Next. Th- that's the cap right there. That's, oh, that's they're over, that's the, cap. over the cap. They're over the cap. With like those three players, yeah. Like if yeah, they're over the cap with those three players. Uh, they're approaching the luxury tax, like not that far, 
far off from it, uh, you know, about $20 million off from it, assuming that they make some moves and they're able to, uh, you know, use the mid-level exception and they're able to, like, finagle some mm-hmm. deals where they're able to, like, maximum, you know, maybe they, they move, uh, I don't know, like, Eric or uh, Nene, they were able to like move him into a like right. trade him for a long term piece or whatever, uh, or get salary back in addition to Jimmy Butler in the in the trade they're talking about. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it does, I don't even think no. that team the team works. It's like three ball dominant also, guys. Like the whole problem is that you have two ball dominant guys, and that James right. Harden just wants to dribble the ball out, and Chris Paul also wants to do that, but isn't as good at it. And now you're gonna add Jimmy Butler right. to that, like. Yeah, like the Sixers' problem last year was lack of depth and lack of reliable depth and lack of people who you can come in and at least like stem the tide while you're resting your big guys. The Rockets' problem was not that. Their depth was fine. It was fine to good. Their problem was their two main guys and their play style and the way that they interacted with each other and like maybe it just doesn't work. So making an effort to add a third star to that while like it seems good on paper... And just like rip your depth apart, which was like one of the key parts of your success um, outside of just like, I mean, James Harden playing one on five and still scoring. Uh, I just don't see how that's a it's, and honestly, I don't honestly see how that's a, a step forward for Houston. It seems like it's like they're flailing. It's desperation. Honestly, it feels like mm-hmm. they're like they're trying to salvage a reputation or like, a, hey, at least we tried. We, we took the big swing. Um, and it doesn't. It seems very un Daryl Morey. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's, maybe the whole thing is just meant as talk. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit weird. If you had told me, you know, months ago, like someone would kind of like try to leverage a sign and trade against the Sixers for like a Butler, and I, I, I would have never put Houston on that on that standing because no. like they just like flat out can't afford to exist into the future as that team and succeed. I don't think. It's like damn near impossible. Totally, and I think like if I'm them, I, I get I I do understand part of it, which is like, all right, the Warriors next year they're going to be missing, Kate, you know, even if Katie and and, and uh, Clay come back, probably miss the whole year up until the playoffs. Although I could see both of them coming back for the playoffs, uh, more so Clay mm-hmm. than than Katie, and, and actually like them yeah, winning yeah, yeah. the finals next year. Um, and that's even if Katie doesn't come back, if it's just Clay, but. Like I get the idea of like, all right, this is our time. We can strike while while the Warriors are down. Um, I think their best chance to do that is to just run it back, and yeah. and hope that Chris yeah, Paul honestly, and James yeah. Harden can figure it out, or wait until July 10th and the Knicks haven't signed anyone, or the Lakers have struck out on the guys they want, and try to like send Chris Paul there, right? Like and try to yeah. get expirings back, and then go yep. into next year with just James Harden on the books and get guys to come around him. Like that to me makes so much more sense. Uh, you know, go for one shot this year with what you got, or with if you want to get rid of Chris Paul and bring in some other guys, like fine. Uh, but I think I think for them, like locking themselves into another long term deal, uh, for an older player who doesn't really fit around James Harden. Yeah, he probably fits around James Harden, but not with also Chris Paul on the team. Uh, yeah. just doesn't make sense. But we can move on from talking about the Rockets. No, we're the step over the premier Houston Rockets yeah. podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break, actually, and then we'll be back. We're going to go through a list of some uh, some marquee and, and kind of under-the-radar free agent guys, uh, talk about where we think they, they might land, and then play a little game of Spin the Wheel, where fate and the internet will tell us where they will land. We'll be right back. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Max. So, uh, surprisingly, for once, we actually prepared this in advance. So I'm not putting you on the spot for once in, uh, in podcast history where I actually gave you a list of players that we would discuss in this in this way. Uh, and we'll just run through them in the order that I sent them to you, which is kind of nonsense, to be honest. Um, just so we have them in the same, on the same page here. Uh, we got about 20-some players. We'll try to blow through them relatively quickly and then take some questions to round it all out. Uh, why don't you take the first guy first, Max, because um, I want to see what you say. Uh, the first guy on our list is Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's going back to the Warriors, honestly. Um, oh, okay. I do. I, I think it just makes... I think uh, the injury has freed up for him an opportunity to go back to the Warriors and have nobody call it bullshit, which is, like, I think what he probably wanted the whole time. Um, I don't think that's what he wanted. I think it is. I, I think... I think he wants, he wants to be able to whine and complain about things. That's true. I think that's yeah. true, but he also, I think, in his heart, doesn't want, uh, d- doesn't want to have his legacy be, uh, you know, the LeBron Heat years as his entire career, right? Like just being the villain who went to the super team, and and that's that's it, and that's like really what people mm-hmm. are going to remember. Um, I don't think that's the case now with the injury, though. I think people will give him a pass if he goes back that they wouldn't have given him given him at all if he if he was healthy the whole year if they certainly if they won the championship and then he goes back again um i think it's just the most likely thing at this point what i would do if i were him is uh sign a one and one uh like a, just a one year deal with a player option i think the mm-hmm. warrior the warriors probably do that just because it gives them a chance of bringing him back or or at least like sign and trading him next year um making the money and then going into next free agency, signing a five-year deal for more money than he's going to sign for this year because the cap's going to go up and just an extra guaranteed year. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. Uh, so that's... I, I kind of toyed with that idea for that prediction as well. Um, but I do think, you know, armchair analyzing Kevin Durant, as we all have been doing ever since the whole burner thing happens, is that uh, he wants to be disliked in a way because he needs he needs to complain about not being liked. That's like a, a compulsion of his, it seems. Uh, he needs to be disliked, and he needs people to underestimate him, uh, and he needs people to 
kind of talk shit. Whether that drives him or that's just like a, a compulsion he has, I don't know. But at the same time, like you, like you said, he needs to win. He needs to be... Uh, he's worried about his legacy a little bit, probably. And, that, and that's why I think... In addition to sometimes when there's talk and talk and talk and talk, it actually comes true. Uh, I have him going to the Knicks. Um, and I think that fits. I think the Knicks will give him the full five-year max. I think he'll take that. Um, and I think the, the opportunity to be the guy in a large market he's never had, uh, I think he would honestly feed off of that. Um, and he would probably end up... If he takes a five-year max with the Knicks and... You know, he doesn't, like, blow his Achilles again. I think he'll probably play the rest of his career there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just for the record, uh, fate <clears throat> took took the wheel, literally, and has told us that Kevin Durant is actually going to sign with the Hornets. So we were both wrong. Uh, next on the list is Nerlens Noel. Uh, again, I don't know why I put the list in this order, but I did. Um, I'll take this one first. I had toyed with Nerlens Noel also landing in Golden State. Um, a couple of places where I think his... Uh, play style works where they might not have a guy or they have a guy who they're going to lose uh, where he would kind of slot in for not a ton of money um, and teams that could use a guy like him for not a ton of money. And that's why I have him actually landing in Houston. Hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh, Especially Capella if Capella out, leaves, yeah. Exactly. Which, it, I mean, all this... Even if there's no sign and trade of this or that, like they have to move on from Capella now. Like, he's been talked about, like, oh, like, I think there was the vibe that, that like, they kind of lowballed him last year, and now they're, like, talking about how they're going to get rid of him in order to do this and do that. So, like, I think that relationship is probably pretty fractured. Um, and I think, honestly, he would work there pretty well. Uh, so I have uh, New Orleans and Houston. The Boston Celtics. You fucker. Going home to Boston. I, I actually think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't think he's going to sign for a lot of money, so I think that we're really talking about like. I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut you off here real yeah. quick just to tell you that I just spun the wheel and it has him going to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so. I'd love to. Honestly, I would love to bring Nerlens back. I think I don't think it'll happen because I think him and Brett Brown didn't really get along, and um, but I think he's matured, and I also think he's uh, he's, he's. Do you think he's matured? I think he has. I, it seemed like he had in in uh, Oklahoma City from everything that was like said about him not this in year Dallas. not in Dallas but in Oklahoma City I think he did and also I think he just matured as a player too I think he was just he was really nice Although, for them yeah just a quick side note about the whole his tenure in Dallas I don't think it's a problem I don't think it should be seen as a problem or treated as a problem if a player who's not playing wants to eat a dang hot dog during the game yeah, I don't see that as an issue. If no one wants to walk into the media break room and get a hot dog, let the man do it. He's hungry. He needs his nitrates. I don't think that's a problem. I agree. I thought that was a whole overblown thing. Because it's funny. Yeah, but like, let the man eat a hot dog. Or supply him with a hot dog. He's on your team. Give him a hot dog. Anyway, that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> next player, speaking of, uh, of the Boston Celtics, next player... On the list we have is Al Horford. I'm assuming, since you just sent New Orleans Noel there, that you're not going to send Al Horford back to Boston. So where do you have Al Horford landing? I have him going to the Clippers. All right. I think the Clippers are going to... uh, I don't think they're... Well, they're they're not getting KD, but but according to both of us, and the fact that he's going actually to the Hornets, um, 
I, yeah, he's going to the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it may. I, I just think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I like the fit. I think uh, they need veterans uh, with the, the, the direction they're going. I think they're going to strike out on some of the guys that they're they're going for. I don't think they're getting Kawhi. I don't think. Uh, I don't think they're getting KD. Obviously. Uh, I think it just makes sense. They ha- they have some money to spend. Um, he's a yeah. good player. You know, Doc obviously. I think it, it is a he's a player that I think would would uh, would fit under Doc. Yeah. Um, I was actually going back and forth with a couple of different teams here, and I had it blank when we started this. And then I was thinking, as we were talking about earlier, how um, I listened to the Dunked On podcast's uh, whole mock off season. Uh, a big commitment. And. Yeah, I mean, I paid attention to half of it, but they had him landing in uh, Dallas, and I kind of like that. I like that fit. I like that um, kind of. They don't really have like that go-to veteran there now with their their two uh, young core guys. They have money. Uh, him playing alongside Porzingis is interesting to me, so I think Dallas works. Although, according to the wheel, and fate took over again. Once again, I'm sorry for. I'm very very sorry to Al Horford, but he's going to the Washington Wizards. So. Uh, it's a bummer for him. Man. Uh, next is Kyrie Irving. Um, not much to say here. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. I He's in Brooklyn. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So while the wheel is still spinning, I'm going to type Brooklyn into your slot there just so we're keeping records of it. Oh, man. We're keeping uh, records of this? Shit. I'm keeping a spreadsheet just to see. Oh, actually, to the wheel. Yeah, he's going to the Thunder. Well, that's going to be a fun thing for him in Oklahoma City. Playing as a two guard next to Russ. Okay, cool. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, again, not much to say here. Uh, you might have it different. I have him going back to Toronto. I think there is a chance, like you had mentioned about Kevin Durant, of him doing a one-on-one uh, or a shorter deal to go back into the market. Uh, but I have him going to Toronto. Yeah, I'm going back to the Raptors too. I considered the Clippers um, that for a little bit. I was I was teetering on that, but I think he ends up going back to the Raptors, and I think he signs a long-term deal. I think. Oh, I, okay. I, I think he signs a long-term deal. Um, just because I, I think it 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 makes sense for KD to do the one on one simply because um, because he's not going to be playing this year, so he's not at risk of getting hurt uh, again, you know, um, mm-hmm. before before the new contract. So I think it just makes sense for him to do that. Um, just gives him flexibility. I think if you're if you're Kawhi, I think you just sign you just sign a long term deal. Maybe it's a three year deal instead of a five year deal. Um, so he hits free agency again during like the peak of his his prime, but. I, yeah. I don't think a one-year deal makes that much sense for him. Well, it turns out we were both wrong because the wheel says he's going to Atlanta. Oh, man. So, you know. uh, up next on the list is Jimmy Butler. Where do, where do you have he's, him? He's coming back. After he's coming back. 5-190. I anticipate uh, this will happen. This will be one of the first dominoes to fall on, on the open of free agency. I think that's also accurate, um, and I also have him going to Philadelphia, although the wheel tells us it's actually going to be Denver, uh, which is a bummer. <laughs> uh, these are these are all, some of them pretty quick ones. We'll get to some more talk later, but uh, Clay Thompson's next. Uh, I don't see him leaving Golden yep. State. I've been saying that for, like I think, like four years now that he's not leaving Golden State. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he's leaving Golden State. Do you have the same thing? I have the same thing. Um there, there was that talk. I, I forget who, if it was uh, Woj or or uh, uh, Lowe or somebody who was saying that like he might take some some meetings if he's not offered the five one ninety. I think if the Warriors don't offer him five one ninety, like that's bullshit. That's they, insane. It's yeah, stupid. They, do they should just fucking do it. And if they don't, yeah, 
the Sixers should jump, try to jump in there because he is Absolutely the perfect should. player. Um, the wheel says Utah, so enjoy enjoy life there, Clay. Uh, next is Tobias Harris. I have him joining Kyrie in Brooklyn. Oh, I have him going to the Clippers. Oh, back well, to the Clippers. You know. That would even be more. That would be more painful. I think him going back to the Clippers is the most painful scenario after giving up Landry Shamit and the pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, the wheel says he's actually returning to Orlando. Man, this is uh yeah. The wheel is is unforgiving. I think the the at the rate he's going now, Tobias Harris is going to be the best player to ever play for fourteen different franchises. Um, next is Chris Middleton. Uh, going to get a max deal, max offers from a bunch of people. Most likely, I have uh, him doing the run it back thing in Milwaukee. Yep. Same. All right. You got to draw those sames out a little longer because I have to type Milwaukee with one hand as I'm holding the microphone. Uh, the wheel says it's Miami. Uh, now we're getting a little bit interesting ones, I think. Uh, next is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I'll let you take this one first. I, I like didn't really have a strong take. I haven't gone back to the Magic just because I think uh, the Magic will throw money at him because nobody wants to go there and... Um, I, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of thought to this one other than just like the Magic will probably not want to lose him and I don't really know where he fits. At the kind of money he's probably going to command, I don't know where, like who, what contender or what, you know, good playoff team really wants him. I have him and I don't know if this necessarily meshes with someone else I have going to the same location. But I have him going to Boston. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh... That, that would be you'll see what I mean. Fun you'll see us. what I mean by that the financial part of it in a couple of in a couple of people, but uh, I wasn't going to get myself bogged down because it's just a fun exercise. And also, the wheel says he's going to the Clippers anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, next up on the list is JJ Redick. I have him coming back to Philadelphia. I have that also. All right, again, not a lot to talk about. I got the I yeah. have that also's while I spin the wheel. It just takes a second. Maybe I should click before. Uh, we get to it, and I'm sorry to tell you that the wheel says he's going to Boston. Oh man, that that would really suck. That would fucking sting. Uh, next man, up, imagine is... Nerlens, Nerlens, Vucevic, and JJ Redick all going to the Celtics would be. Put Nerlens, Vuce, and JJ on the Celtics. Have them face off in the NBA Finals with the Phoenix Suns, <laughs> with uh, Dario and Rashawn, and I don't know, throw Christian whatever there too. And just have, you know, that would be the absolute nightmare of the world. And it would never, ever actually happen. Uh, next on the list uh, is Kemba Walker. Uh, where do you have Kemba Lynn? I, I have him going to the Celtics. That, I that do seems pretty locked as, in as well. at this point. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, it's one of those things, again, where it's like if there's enough smoke, there's probably fire. And as much as Danny Ainge likes to put himself in every situation, uh, that seems likely. Although the wheel says he's going to Cleveland, which is again a bummer <laughs> for him. Uh, so you had, we both had Kyrie going to Brooklyn. So next on the list is D'Angelo Russell. So he will, he's an RFA. Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. He will not be an RFA. He'll be unrestricted. Uh, so where do you have D'Angelo ending up? I have him uh, crossing town and going to the Knicks. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
I, I don't think the I Knicks are. I think the Knicks are pretty much going to strike out and just be left with their their dick in their hands. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I think it makes sense for them to just bring in D'Angelo Russell. I think he's also better than. Um, he's about as good as it gets in terms of restricted free agents who aren't going to get matched. And I think it just makes sense for for them to yep. throw their money at him. He's young. He's got upside. He's exciting. I think it it just it fits. Uh, I have a homecoming in, in with the Lakers for him. I like that too. Uh, uh, but again, the wheel says that both he and Clay Thompson are going to Utah. So I, you know, bummer. Uh, next on the list uh, and uh, near and dear to all of our hearts is uh, one Timothy John McConnell. Um, where do you have? <laughs> fuck, I just spun the wheel. That's funny. Uh, where do you have TJ ending up? I'll have him going to Phoenix. I feel like there's been. Uh... That that seems to be the thing is you you reunite yeah. him and Dari. I think it also just makes some sense. Um, mm-hmm. He's the, the I think he fits with their roster, and also uh, it's hard to really like consider what a guy who's probably going to make the the vet minimum or make like a biannual yeah. exception amount like where they're going to go. Yep, uh, I haven't gone to Phoenix as well, uh, but I just wanted to point out that uh, I did all these spins before, and like we're already doing better. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't think. Kemba Walker's going to the Cavs, but some of these the spins are actually kind of more accurate. The first time I did it, like eight of these dudes ended up in Detroit somehow. Uh, I asked people on Twitter yesterday to throw freedoms at me, and I would spin the wheel and whatever. And in all of that spinning, probably fifty to sixty spins, when I said TJ McConnell was the first time it landed on the Sixers, so TJ is coming back according to the wheel. Uh, next up, which is I think an interesting one, kind of a crapshoot. I don't know how much money this guy's going to get, what kind of role he'll get, where he's going to go at all. Uh, but it's Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, where do you have him landing? He is uh, an RFA, but actually, no. I think he was just um, was he just rescinded, or he's very unhappy where he is. So either way, this feels very much like in two K when you're doing franchise mode and some bullshit player is like his is super unloyal and like unhappy yep. and demands a trade. This is like that's the, why you like turn that setting off. Uh, demanding a trade last yep. year, like. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that Willie Cauley signs like uh, fed up with the with the Kings. Um, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'll say I'll say Atlanta if um, if they lose Dwayne Dedman, maybe it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had Memphis. I like that too. Don't ask me to explain it. I don't know why really, um, but again. I just got the Sixers on the second spin in a row. I, so I really like him in, in Philly, actually. I think he'd be a really nice backup to, to Embiid. Don't hate it. First time I ever got back-to-back spins for the same team, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, another restricted free agent. Um, but there may be a situation where, because of other people that we talked about about 10 players ago uh, and different future things coming up, that the, it wouldn't be a match. Uh, and that is Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, what do you have happening So what Malcolm makes Brogdon? you think he's not going to get matched by the Bucks? Uh, I don't think he's not going to. I just think that there is a chance. I have him going back to Milwaukee. Um, but there was a lot... It seemed like there was a lot of talk, at least early on in free agency, and went, as soon as the season ended, basically, that uh, of all the people that they have to spend money on and they want to spend money on, he if there is an odd man out left at the end, it would be him. Mm-hmm. But I have him going back. To I have him going back to the Bucks also. Yeah. Uh, the wheel has the Timberwolves, so let's just, you know. I just wanted to throw full, pure chaos into all these two, by the way. Uh, 
Next up is uh, Sixers' own Mike Scott. And by Sixers' own, I mean half of a season of a Sixer. Uh, what do you have him... Where do you have him ending up? I have him running it Next. back. I, th- I think he comes back. I do, back. too. Uh, the wheel has the Milwaukee Bucks. And this is primarily so, just that the bird rights thing. You know, you, you have the ability yep. to go over the cap, even if you're over the cap to sign him, and it doesn't really affect anything right. else, so why not? Seems to like it enough, um, you know. That's that. I don't think any uh, other uh, city is going to give him a hive the way we gave him a hive. Fair, but I mean, if someone gives him double the money, that probably means more. More than the hive. Uh, up next is uh, uh, Dwayne Dedman, who a lot of people like uh, for the Sixers, um, as mentioned before on this very own podcast. Uh, where do you think Dwayne Dedman ends up? I also like him for the Sixers. I have him going to the Sixers. I think he is a really nice fit. Uh, more so than Willie Collie Stein, who I also like, but I think I think Dwayne Debman makes a lot of sense as, as the guy they bring in. Uh, they have the money; they can either use uh, part of the mid-level exception or maybe even the whole. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what kind of money he's going to make. Um, I think he's worth potentially close to the whole mid-level exception. Um, I think he's a really good. I think he's a really nice piece. He's exactly the kind of center they need, backing up Embiid, and I yeah. feel a lot more confident. Uh, we talked about this. They just have a guy like that who you can figure can hold his own in the, in the times when Embiid doesn't play. And also, I think next year you're going to try yeah. to rest Embiid more than they did this past season. Yeah. Uh, this one, actually, I kind of cheated. I have two teams written down because I was very, very 50-50 on them. So, uh, uh, Max, give me, say heads or tails, and I'll tell you which team he's going to end up with. Tails. Uh, Sacramento. There you go. He's going to be in Sacramento. If you said heads, it would have been Atlanta. Uh, and the wheel says the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, a couple of players left here. We got uh, Isaiah Thomas, which I think is going to be a very interesting, interesting thing. Um, the wheel, I'll just say right now, the wheel has the Lakers for him as well. Oh, uh, man, that'd be there. funny. I have him. Hear me out. I have him in Golden State. Oh, I love that. I think it's very, very low risk. Um a chance for him to get back and show that he's, you know, back in the shape and, and he's healthy um, without having to put any real, real pressure on him or put a team on his shoulders in any way. Uh, probably a nice, easy workload relatively. Uh, and maybe do a one and one there or a one year deal. Make yourself look, look really good. And then, and then go back on the market next year. Do you think there's a chance the Sixers could be a, a landing spot? I don't see why there isn't a chance on like a one year kind of flyer deal. You pay him like four or five million dollars. Like I don't think he's gonna command a lot of money. Um, I think for him it makes more sense to run it back in free agency next year. Yeah, for for sure. Um, Which is why I think he'll probably it'll he'll be probably one of the he'll probably like be one of the last uh, notable name players to sign just because people are gonna do all those other stuff first and then see what money they have left. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see that as not happening. Uh, for sure. I think they would definitely, if I was, I'm going to throw an offer at him, but it all depends on how everything else shakes out. But I think for me, Golden State, it just makes a ton of sense. I like that a lot. I'll, I'll, go, I'll yeah. go with Golden State also. Just I'll, I'll steal your answer. I, I like that. Wow. Wow. I see how it is, man. Uh, what did you have if you had anything, by the way? Uh, I'm fine with you stealing my answer, but... I was going to wing it because I just didn't... I just like could not... I was gonna see how I felt about the other the other names that came up on the list and kind of think yeah, about yeah, who yeah. is who is striking out. Um, but I I, lo- I like the idea of him going to a contender though. I think that makes sense. Just on a cheap deal, one year, um, 
just kind of a show me contract. I think the Warriors make a lot of yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. So especially since Clay Thompson's not going to be play- like. I think there's there's an opportunity for him to actually play there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, up next, uh, only a couple players left. Sorry for dragging this out, guys. No one likes this. Uh, Julius Randle, Max. Where do you have Julius Randle landing? I like so the Bulls have been a, a team that's been rumored. Um, I they I have. like that actually. I like that a lot for him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, with that. All right, so I will write down Bulls. I will let you know that I have the Sixers. Ooh, why why do you have yeah, the Sixers? I, I just kind of want it to happen. I think he's underappreciated. Uh, I think he could do a lot with real minutes here, most likely. Uh, especially in the scenario that I pitched where Tobias is gone. Um, I think he gives you reliable, um, a reliable presence. He's not incredible, but he's good. Um, and I think if he's offered, after being kind of shuffled around for basically his whole career, this is kind of, I think, his like first real chance to be like, have people want him. Uh and I think he would take that chance. I mean, he should take as much money as he can get. That's what all these players should do, honestly. Um, but a chance to do something on a really good team, uh, where he's never actually been on a good team uh, necessarily, I think could be could be cool for him. Yeah, and I just like it. Yeah. Uh, next is Wes Matthews. Could he go back to Portland? Uh, I don't know if he could or not, but you can f- feel free to say that. I'm going to say that. Um, okay. I'm saying it. I, 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 it's hard. I don't, I don't think there's a huge market for him. Um, yeah. I think when you get down to these guys, I know I was the one who, uh, Jim sent me a list of players and I was like, oh, let's add. You asked that I added Wes Matthews. I asked that you added Wes Matthews in addition to some other guys that I'm now realizing I don't give a shit about. Uh, so I'm yep. sorry about that. That was not well thought out on my part, but uh, yeah, I I, I I like the fit going back to Portland. I think it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like him here, honestly. Uh, I don't hate it. I, I don't know what kind of money he's going to It's like hard to, to really gauge like what the market's going to look like for some of these guys. It feels very much like the way the NBA is moving is uh, uh, a much bigger income gap, I guess or disparity yeah, yeah. where you're going to have a lot of guys making the max or close to, and then a huge gap. And then a bunch of guys making like three or $4 million. It doesn't feel like yeah, you're going to have as many, as many uh, people in the JJ Redick range anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, up next is Porzingis who you also suggested, even though all signs point to Dallas. Yeah. Um, what do you have? I, I have yeah. Dallas. Uh, according to the wheel, it is the Memphis Grizzlies who are doing interesting things this off season. It seems like, uh, and then finally, uh, Boogie Cousins. Uh, where do you have him landing? I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Interesting. I just think it'd be fun. It'd be kind of it funny. Would be fun. I think he signs a one-year deal. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I just really like. I like the fit too. But I, I think, I think that would yeah. that would make sense for him. I have him with the Knicks. Uh, like and too. the wheel, put, the wheel put him with the Lakers. Um, so just just to recap, I'm not, I won't run down everything again since that was a lot, and you can just go back just just to be a pure chaos angle. Just what the wheel said: uh, 
Durant will be in Charlotte. Nerlens Noel will be with the Celtics. Al Horford will be with the Washington Wizards, unfortunately. Kyrie Irving will be with the Thunder. Kawhi Leonard will be in Atlanta. Jimmy Butler will be in Denver. Klay Thompson in Utah. Tobias Harris back to Orlando. Chris Middleton in Miami. Nikola Vucevic with the Clippers. J.J. Redick joining Nerlens in this with the Celtics. Kemba Walker to Cleveland. James Lowe Russell also to Utah, where he'll join Klay Thompson. T.J. McConnell and Willie Cauley-Stein to the 76ers. Malcolm Brogdon to the Wolves. Mike Scott to the Bucks, Dwayne Dedman, Isaiah Thomas, and DeMarcus Cousins to the Lakers. Julius Randle to the Grizzlies. Porzingis to Memphis. And Wes Matthews to the Hawks. Pure chaos. Yeah. I'd be fine with most of those things happening. That's not true. I would hate most of those, actually. I would, I would hate almost all of those. So what, would the, what, um, would the, the wheel, what does the wheel say the Sixers would end up with? TJ McConnell and Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That's what happens when you are accidentally, like, you leave the room and you somehow are accidentally simming uh, the GM mode in 2K. And you come back and you're like, no, I skipped the whole thing. And you're like, oh, who did the two of the computer sign for me? And it's just whoever's left at the end. And you're like, oh, crap. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. It'd be a really bad offseason for the Sixers. But uh, I've saved that. Uh, I'll give us each a point uh, if we get any of these right. Uh, the wheel itself will get a point if it gets it right. Um, and then we'll see at the end who wins. We'll probably all have zero points, but we'll figure it out. Um, let's take a quick break, I think, first. All right, and then yeah. let's take questions. Okay, uh, Max, uh, let's take a look at some questions. Uh, all going to be basically about free agency. Uh, let's take it from the top, most recent to, to oldest. Uh, Vitor Mello asked, uh, wacky-ass idea. I honestly don't think it's that wacky. Um so Butler is demanding the sign and trade to Houston, uh, and this this trade is pitched. Which of these teams would say no? Uh, Houston gets Butler. Uh, the Wizards would get the Capella, Gordon, Tucker, uh, and a Sixers first, and the Sixers would get uh, Brad Beal. Um, I I think the Wizards would be the ones saying no to that because, in the absence of an actual general manager there, and also. No one seems to be sure of what they're actually doing in that organization. Uh, they seem to think they're still competing. Um, so I don't think they would dump Brad Beal unless they were given, you know, a Godfather deal in response. We'll see how wrong that can be, but uh, they don't really seem to know what's going on over there. They seem to still believe in Beal and John Wall when John Wall does return. Um, so I think they would say no. But Max, would you say yes to that deal? I probably would if you're if you're if you're in this situation like we talked about before, where you have to you're either going to lose them or you're going to sign and trade them. That getting Beal back yeah. would be pretty awesome. I, I think that's that's ideal, um, and giving up the first for it is is not bad. Uh, that said, yeah. I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the Wizards. I don't think like consolidating, uh, taking their best player Beal and and yeah. consolidating uh, into Capella, Gordon, Tucker, and a late first. I don't I don't really see them doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, here's a question from uh, Mackle underscore Ice uh, a lot of people believe that Al Horford is better than Tobias Harris my question is how big of a difference is there in where you'd rank the two how if, if Al Horford is better how much longer will he be better uh, and if you don't think he's better just mention it lol so I would say that Al Horford I do, I do think Al Horford's currently better than Tobias Harris um, I agree that he's currently better I think that only lasts about one more year. 
I think next yeah, season he's two. better. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe two. Uh, yeah. I would, I would, I, I guess if I was betting, I would say that over the course of a four year deal for both of them, Tobias Harris will be the better player for more time than, uh, I would feel more confident saying that Tobias Harris will be the better player for more of those four years. Right. No, I agree. And, but I do think Al Holford's game will age well. He's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, but so is Tobias. Um, and I just don't think, I don't think the gulf between them is big enough where it won't be surmised in or, or passed in and uh, surpassed is what I meant to say, not surmised uh, in the next season or two. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. That said, I really like I really like the idea of bringing in Al Horford. Um, if you lose if you lose Tobias, uh, just to mm-hmm. just to kind of go through it, like we were kind of running it down earlier. If you lose Tobias. Uh, you can actually still potentially bring back, um, bring back Mike Scott. You probably have to lose Reddick, uh, but assuming let's say Reddick and uh, Tobias Harris are leaving, um, mm-hmm. you could bring back Mike Scott, bring in Al Horford, and still have uh, I believe the room mid level exception at that point for like five and a half or six million dollars. So it's not a terrible yeah. scenario if it's Jimmy back. But no, Tobias. I don't. I don't hate that. Right. Um, and then you just use that mid level on on a guard, basically, or a shooter yeah. wing. Uh, I really loved the idea of Al Horford three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that that I'm in love with. Um, uh, if this is from uh, Landry Slamet. Uh, best realistic options for shooting guard, small forward, and power forward. If Redick, Butler, and Harris walk, he said or, but let's say end. If all of them walk. So realistic. Yeah, all of them walk. Uh, yeah, just it's easiest to say that way. Make it even. Uh, what are the most the best realistic options to replace um, each one? Uh, I would say uh, for the shooting guard role, um, there's not a ton past the top two guys being Jimmy Butler and Clay Thompson. Jimmy Butler is a slash, or J.J. Redick there, actually. Uh, Butler kind of two or three depending on where he lands uh shooting guard i'd probably say like uh he's not very good but like terrence ross um maybe like a mario hazonia or a seth curry i like seth curry a lot for that role not as a starter preferably um or you know or west matthews uh but those that kind of tier of player is probably what you're looking at yeah so so in the scenario where we're talking about like you, where it's not all three leaving, where you're not going to have like unlimited cap space, basically, um, I'm probably like you said, like Wes Matthews is an option, maybe like Jeremy Lin or something. Um, I think if if you're talking about a doomsday scenario where everyone leaves, I think at that point D'Angelo Russell makes a lot of sense uh, yeah, as a restricted free I agent. Think I think maybe throwing some money at Malcolm Brogdon makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, playing the margins in that way. I I don't think that scenario will happen, but uh, there are there are some scenarios like if Tobias Harris stays, but Jimmy walks, where you still have like yep. nineteen million dollars to spend, even with um, or a little more than that, like twenty something million to spend, even if JJ comes back, right? And then maybe maybe yep. you're using that money on wing. Um, I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but maybe maybe there's someone out there. Uh, similar to Broadden that you could throw a little extra money at in that like 16, mm-hmm. 17 range and, and, and get him to come in. Yeah. Maybe it's Julius Randle, uh, even though he's more of a four. But yeah, 
Uh, yeah, and also, uh, you look at the rest of the kind of the wing set, the, the small forward set, if um, uh, all three go. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Durant's available, but that's not that's not an option. Uh, Kawhi's not going to come here. Um, and then it kind of goes down to, um, I like I would like Bojan Bogdanovic in that situation. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's when you probably threaten, uh, you, th- you throw the max offer probably at Middleton then. Uh, if all if all of them go, um, but then you're looking at people like you know Trevor Ariza or like Nikola Mirotic or something. Yeah, Mirotic would be nice actually. It's like a three four, um, and then the rest of the the rest of the the fours. I'm just I'm just doing it this way because I'm looking at the spot track by by the uh, all the free agents by position. Um, someone I actually like at the four, even as uh, a backup four who might not cost you a lot. Uh, just because of age, and there's just younger people available there. I like Taj Gibson. Um, huh. I feel like he can also play some five for you, uh, which I think is is key in having your backup four. Um, if you could have a, him slide over to five a lot uh, when it beats off the four two, is also very very good. Um, Ed Davis probably falls in that category as well. Um, but you know these aren't star quality guys either. Miritich, you would you know put in there. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. That's, that goes back to show you kind of the whole why, at least you know, at least two thirds running it back. Why it seems so important uh, because the, the it's not like necessarily the dregs of the league, but it's not near the quality you'd be letting walk. Uh, I do like Noah Vonley in that situation. Uh, still a young guy, um, but these aren't superstars that you're mm-hmm. you're you're not letting a superstar walk to get another superstar at that point. Is there any world in which you consider like so if you if you do run it back this is just it's uh-huh. kind of a different topic if you do run it back what are your thoughts about um I guess treating the first two thirds of the season leading up to the trade deadline as sort of a since you didn't really get a great look at what what the the five uh, the starting five looks like together you got a pretty limited limited look at it what are your thoughts on like kind of seeing how it goes to that point and then kind of being willing to blow things up, not blow things up and rebuild, but just like totally shake things up Re- at the deadline, Re- reconfigure. reconfigure, reconfigure, reload um, at the deadline. Like, would you be willing to package Tobias Harris and even like Ben Simmons in a deal to try to go out and do something crazy, get a James Harden if, well, they, if they're would- blowing up or, you know, like to, to just like do something wild like that. Or are you are you kind of feeling like I mean, if you run it back, so much, you just you just like lock into that for a little while? I'm not necessarily if you run it back like you it's all set in stone. Like don't you dare talk about moving any of these guys because that's that's never a way to run a team. You always kind of keep a little bit of your options open, even if you're not being public about that. But there would be so much context that would be changing throughout the league for me to even say packaging a Tobias Harrison at Ben Simmons for James Harden at the deadline. You know that's that's. That sounds because like that sounds wild right now, but in five months, what if it doesn't? What if that doesn't sound crazy at all? So, I wouldn't be against uh, not a. I would be. I would be against to blow it up. I think uh, a retooling, a reconfiguring, a, a a a slight detour. I think is fine, and you can get there and, and not lose a step really that much. But a blow up is not great, and uh, I think that's probably my stance on that. Yeah, I, I guess 
Maybe not a complete blow up, but I, I do think that I, I want to kind of move forward. I, and the, for me, the run it back is less that I think this team is one that you is so good that you have to bring them back and have to like that, that they come in and they're the favorites or anything. I just think it's like primarily my thought is uh, CBA related and just like maximizing your, yeah. your options that way. But I think once they're mm-hmm. locked in, that's kind of a lot of the value is just having those that money locked in. Um, and at that point, Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler or whoever, um, or even Ben Simmons on the extension, um, become, wa- you know, become ways of like, chips you can you can kind of put on the table if you need to to, to build around Embiid. Right. And I, I kind of think my biggest thing is if you let guys walk, you just lose that. You lose those chips. Mm-hmm. It's not like you replace them with other chips. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of looking at things like I, I want to run it back, but. I'm really open to if this isn't working out in that first year or after the let's say after next year even in the in the off season yep. to really really doing something wild and just kind of blowing it up. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's really it for the, the the question questions that we didn't already kind of talk about a little bit. But I'm just gonna do a little quick thing here. Uh, earlier this week, I had asked on Twitter to send along names of low-key kind of under-the-radar guys for the Sixers to kind of target in free agency. So I'm just going to list these guys off, Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to give me three to five words on expounding Ooh. on your answer, you can. But I just want a yes or no from you on are the Sixers, or should the Sixers be interested. Okay. TJ McConnell. Yes. Uh if if the money's if the money is is relatively low and maybe maybe on a one or two year deal um and I'm into it. So that is, that is that is that is more than five words. Please keep it to five words. Uh, Rodney Magruder. Yeah, sure. Two words, nice. Uh, Corey Joseph. Um. Yes, if they're not bringing in any other point guard if they're not uh adding to their point guard depth in any other way max max again you're going over five words here i agree with you but you're going do, over do you want me to say yes uh, or no i feel like it's hard for me to say yes and then explain an answer in three words just like i think i believe in you you can do it five words uh i'll give you seven max uh uh dwayne Debman. uh yes i i love dwayne Debman. yes i agree uh al horford I don't think he's low key, but yes. Yeah. Uh, someone said, "Yo, Nerland's back." One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Noah Vonley. I'm I'm a big thumbs up on yeah. that guy. Yeah, I like Noah Vonley. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. cheap, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, actually, a couple of people named dropped uh, Noah Vonley. Uh, this is a big old no no for me. J.R. Smith. Yeah. No, no J.R. Smith for me. Yeah. A bigger no no for me. Jimmer Fredette. I'm kind of into it. Nah. There are there are teams in this league who could throw a, a roster spot into the winter dreamer for debt. The Sixers aren't one of them. Uh, oh, fucking Jared Bayless. No. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, Kevon Looney. Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to make some money, though. I think he is, too. Uh, Darren Collison. I think he'll also make money. Yeah, but I, but I would be interested in Darren Collison. Yeah. Uh, either of the Morris brothers. Uh, yes, Marcus. Less so, Markeef. Agreed, but also 
if it comes to it, yeah, Markeith. Yeah, same. For for bench depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Boyan Vladanovich, big yet big yes for me, if 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 you have the space mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Seth Curry mentioned a bunch of times. I think we're both a yes on him. Yeah, definitely. Mid-level, um, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Um, finding a way to land Tyler Johnson. No. no. I think Tyler Johnson in the city of Philadelphia is very dangerous for his brand and our brand. <laughs> Just bad. It's it's like it's too simpatico. I don't like it. Uh, uh, did I say Reggie Bullock already? No, you didn't. Okay, That's, that's like real. I, I'd say yes, but it's like really not exciting no. at all to me. No, uh, and finally, I don't know if this guy, if this, if he's technically actually a free agent. I think there would have been some some option uh, thing here, but uh, Maxi Kleiba. No, he kind of sucks. He'd be really cheap, though. I guess. I guess when you're talking about filling out the the roster, if he's a, a, a no. minimum guy, sure. I'm kind of open to any yeah, minimum guy. If, if yeah, assuming we strike out on better players. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's an RFA. Now, that that case, someone's going to throw some money at him just to f- screw with the Mavs, and something's going to happen there. It's going to be weird. Uh, that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on, actually. Yep. Okay, uh, that's all we got. Uh, free industry starts 6 p.m. on Sunday. As I've said many times on this podcast, no, no teams or players have had any conversations as of yet. Uh, we'll all find out together, um, including the players and their agents, where they're going to go. Um, and I'm sure we'll be back. I imagine while things are still happening in the early earlier uh, phases of free agency, after some some of the bigger chips fall, uh, we'll be back to talk to you then. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening to us uh, ramble on about free agency, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, 
perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.